Coming at you from the Steel City, you're listening to Poor Man's Podcast, Pittsburgh's premier comedy podcast. Your weekly dose of humor hosted by Chris Hopper and with a new special guest each week. And here's your host, Chris Hopper. Woo! Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Poor Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Along with me, this week is a little different. We don't have Cheech. Uh, we don't have Shaley Baby, but we do have two other people. We have the wonderful Jeff Fieldhouse stopping in to co-host tonight. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. And that other person you see here, if you're watching, if you're just listening, you'll find out soon enough. We have Michelle from Pittsburgh Foodie Girls. How are you both doing tonight, Michelle? How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you guys doing? I'm excited. I'm, I have a full stomach now because of you, so thank you. Yes. She, uh, she stopped in. We're going to talk about all this stuff that... Uh, she uh, reviewed. She has some brunch spots this week. I'm excited to talk about. But we do have a big show. I'm going to touch on all of this, and then we're going to get into all of that because I don't want to have to keep going back and forth. It'll be way smoother. So let's hit it with the rundown. Uh, we're going to do the intro, as we always do in the beginning. That makes sense. Uh, traditional. We're uh, you know, nonconformists like that. Um, then we have beers of the week. Uh, Jeff has one this week. And then Michelle brought her own. Uh, so, you know, I will remember next time that Michelle will, I'll, I'll have a beer for you ready to go. That's good. But uh, Jeff has one too, and then I have one. We'll talk about that in a second. Then we have Michelle's best brunch dishes. She's going to re- review kebab and, cu- and curry. And then we have stuff to do in Pittsburgh. And then we will take a break and come back with Neon Brainiacs, which I'm very, very excited for. Um, I listen to their podcast today. I've actually been listening to it for a while. It's pretty entertaining. So highly recommend it to anybody out there. All right, let's see. Um, and then next week, actually this Saturday, uh, we're doing the podcast live from Log Yard Brewing. Log Yard is in Kane, PA. I'm excited for that. So, That's very cool. Yeah, they have awesome beer. I don't know if anyone has tried that. They have some in uh, Bellevue beer down here. Uh, so I always get to try some there. And it is delicious every single time. Uh, and then the last dumb, stupid thing we definitely have to touch on in the intro. Michelle, last time you were here, we, we were still doing the... Uh, bracket for our least favorite yeah. movie characters. And Jeff, you had a good one. I believe when you came on, you did Sarah Silverman from School of Rock, yeah. Patty, mm. who was awful. Yeah. And she should have got she should have got much worse than she got. Yeah, but then once I saw Gwen from Wedding Singer, I'm like, all right, he's way worse. <laughs> Damn it. Like I just knew I had no chance against Gwen. Glenn has yeah. that Glenn's in that sweet spot though where it's like, is he so bad or do you is he like such a jerk that you like him? Because he's so entertaining. That is true. <laughs> yeah. He's a jerk that you love to hate. Yeah, absolutely. But, oh, that's uh, pop that up for uh, I put it all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah. Who were you, Grandpa Joe? I was Grandpa Joe. Oh, absolutely. Well, he <laughs> won it. So everybody. Awesome. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, it wasn't really much of a competition. Like, after, you know, it began every time he won like 80% to 20. <laughs> it was, a, he was just mopping up competition. That's kind but, of uh, We'll get into the beers, and then we can uh, touch on the food, because I definitely want to get into that. Jeff, which uh, which beer do you have this week? Yeah, so I have uh, the SmackDown Sour, and it's a peach punch sour. I'm definitely a fan of sour beers, and this one isn't, like, too crazy. It's, like, a refreshing sour each time you taste it. Yeah. And I'm usually not a peach guy, but this tastes like an actual fresh, like, peach, not yeah. artificially. It's that- good. That is one. I hate artificial peach. Yeah. I hate artificial grape and artificial banana more, mm. but artificial peach has to be up there. 
Yeah, so no, it was really good. And it's uh, 4.8, so Jeff's going to be walking home. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, these are fun to drink. Oh, yeah. That, that's uh, It's a nice summer one. And, uh, Michelle, you can tell everybody about yours, because yours is a nice summer one, too. Yeah, I agree. And this is Southern Tier Brewing Company. It's ruby red eight days a week. Yes. And it's also 4.8% alcohol volume. That's so, so I, weird. I might be sleeping in the parking lot for a little while. <laughs> Mine is 4.9, so... Well, I see, yeah, not to be a one upper, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that going into it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna taste mine in a second. I have never had one from uh, Strange Strange Roots. I think. Yeah. yeah have you been there yeah, at all? Really good. Screaming Tangerine sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll taste it in a second. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like the hazy IPAs, and I like orange, so mm. I'm excited for this. I think this is just a regular IPA, however. Although I do have notes in front of me. I guess I could have looked at any of those at any point. It's a wheat beer. And Gibsonia, 4.9. Yeah, so I'm going to taste this. It has a, immediately hits you in the nose. It smells like orange crush, like immediately. And then it's real It's real light. It almost tastes like a uh, like a flat pop. <laughs> like Yeah, it's like it's fruity like that, and then it's mild. It's, it's, it's good. It's, uh, it's not bad. Uh, Jeff, are you familiar with our ranking system? I'll bring it up for you real quick. I don't know if you can see it in the uh, middle. That uh, we we rank the beers based on Guy Fieri. Um, I dig it. His uh, his slogan. So gangsters <laughs> level one out of bounds is two. Shut the front door three, and then finishing at number four is Flavor Town. If you had to rank your beer right now on that uh, Guy Fieri Richter scale, where would you place your beer? Yeah, I know it's hack to say the highest number, but. <laughs> I kind of feel like I was in Flavor Town while I was describing it. I'm usually not, <laughs> usually not saying what I taste. I'm usually not doing. Yeah, this stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing Flavor Town for this. Flavor Town, yeah. right wow. off the bat. Very wow, awesome. it's only downhill from here, Def. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is my second time trying their version of this. The other one was Pink Lemonade. Yeah, and I didn't think they could do better. And God damn it, they did. And that was a sour too. The yeah. Pink Lemonade. Pink Lemonade sounds good. Oh, it is. Pink Lemonade has a special spot in my heart. Yeah, I still buy Crystal Light Pink Lemonade Packets. Oh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. It was a thing I started doing last month, and each person I tell, I expect them to be like, that's cool, and they go, they still sell it. <laughs> yeah. I've got them on so long. The only, yeah, reason, the only reason I didn't is because I go with the Fruit Punch one. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, that one's so good. I'll, I'll, I'll do that nonstop. I swear with COVID, and it's one of those, those things that didn't make the news, unfortunately, with COVID, but I swear there was a shortage of Fruit Punch-flavored drinks. I don't know if anybody, I didn't see Hawaiian Punch. I didn't see uh, uh, any of the other ones, Snapple Fruit Punch, any of the other brands. Yeah, I assume Pops were gone, so they need to. But it seemed like, like it would seemed like there was an unlike even shortage. <laughs> like, like all the main ones were still there, but like they went right through that. The Fruit Punch. I'm not, I don't know why I'm looking at you like you have the answer, Jeff. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm so what's going on I, with Tahitian Treat, yeah. huh? <laughs> I don't do wholesale kids. Like, yeah. I don't know why they didn't have it. Uh, I'm sorry. I well, wish they did. <laughs> well, like, whatever, Jeff. This will be the last time you're on if you yeah, have no answer, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, now I got to look into it. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle, if you had to rank your beer, what would you go so with? So I'm going with Out of Bounds. Okay. This is lovely. Mm. I mean, it has a nice grapefruit flavor. If you're sitting on the back porch, you know, mm -hmm. maybe after doing some yard work, it's For nice sure. and light. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna go out of bounds with mine as well. It's pretty good. It's a nice, like we were just saying, it's a summer beer, and I love that you brought that because Cheech has been talking about how much he's wanted to try that, and he's not here this week, unfortunately. You know, we're not holding that against him at all. But I think it's hilarious that you brought it. You can tell I'm saving one for next month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get into uh, your uh, reviews and all the Michelle stuff then. Sure. So wanna, yeah. today, today we're going to talk about Kebab and Curry, which is a northern Indian restaurant on Banksville Road. And then we're going to talk about some of my favorite places to get brunch and what I get there. And then something that I'm looking forward to. 
Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to start off with kebab and curry. And like I said, this is a family-run restaurant in Pittsburgh. The family is originally from northern India, and they use all of their own family recipes there, and it's amazing. So the difference between a northern Indian restaurant and a regular Indian restaurant would be they'd be more likely to serve bread with their meal, yeah. so they can dip, you know, dip in the sauce or dip in whatever you're eating. And a southern Indian restaurant would be more like rice because they had access to it. And also, northern Indian would be more dairy products in their sauce, okay. and southern would be coconut milk yeah because they don't have the coconuts in the north but their food is amazing so you see a picture right here this is their tiki masala pizza and that is the one that you brought us this right this is the one i brought in so what do you guys think it's delightful so it i love the crust all of it I, and going into it i didn't want you to tell me what was in it because i think i have like a food bias uh-huh. where like if you tell me certain things are in it i'm gonna like go into it thinking i'm not gonna like it so what i try to do anymore is like just go into it blind and like it and i did it was super good, good. whatever that sauce that you were talking about is so good and the chicken on that pizza is really so that's good. a masala sauce so you can actually buy just chicken masala at the restaurant and it would be in that sauce the chicken would be in that sauce or whatever meat would be in that sauce but they just put a spin on it and i think this is the only place in the area that ha- there is northern indian food as well as a, an indian pizza a yeah. tiki masala pizza and they have other pizzas there too but this is one that's amazing so i'm glad you guys liked it yeah absolutely so, just a, out of support for the show um kebab and curry has actually thrown out a 25 dollars gift card for an instagram giveaway oh so awesome. so one of your listeners can go out and try it for themselves and the information will be on my uh, instagram page tomorrow pittsburgh foodie girls oh absolutely well definitely everybody listening should obviously follow that just for the there's great Seriously. pictures right. and everything yeah. Yeah. and great information but for, that's an added bonus. Get, a, get something bonus. for free, and these, man. These restaurants are, you know, they want you to come in. They want you to try it. But this is a place to try. If you're looking to try something a little bit different, mm. that's a, this is the place to go. And you can get it on a pizza. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and you definitely have our, our uh, word behind it. I'm glad you liked it. Now, would you like to talk about, I think uh, I think I have it in the right order. So It doesn't matter. So so we're going to talk about brunch a little bit. Do you guys like to have brunch? Love brunch. I love brunch because it's, it's a reason to drink at like 11. <laughs> I totally agree. And there's actually someone that got credit for the name brunch. And at like 1895, there was a guy, his name was Guy... Beringer, <laughs> yeah. and he got out, he went out with his friends the night before, and they got completely smashed. Right, and <laughs> they, he came back the next day completely hungover, but he had to write an essay, and he actually wrote it on how splendid would it be if there was a fabulous one fabulous meal in a day that included breakfast and lunch uh-huh. and included mimosas. mimosas. <laughs> and so that's oh where brunch gosh. actually originated. And I'm all down for mimosas. But in my mind, in my personal opinion, brunch is when you have alcohol yeah. and breakfast is the other meal. So Absolutely. We can, we can talk about breakfast another time, but in general, <clears throat> excuse me. So these are some of my favorite places and some of my favorite meals to get brunch in Pittsburgh. Sure. Um, this is the Nook. It's down in Lawrenceville. The Nook is great. Right? Oh, my gosh. Have you been? Have, yeah. Chris, have you been to the Nook? I, I have not, no. So they, they describe themselves as an ele- eclectic place, and it is. It's very fun and hip. And if you go down there in Lawrenceville, you're most likely if you go on a weekend, there's going to be a line out the door, especially in the summertime. Um, they they do have alcohol there for purchase. They don't make the drinks at the bar, oh, okay. but I think no, that no. counts. So the two dishes that you're looking at is um, the top is a Waffles Benedict. That looks so good. It's so good. And that bottom is, is um, a vegetable omelet. So with the Waffles Benedict, I, I stocked this menu before I went in. They actually have five savory waffles on their menu. Oh, wow. And this is the one I decided on. There's actually bacon and cheese under those eggs. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got the salad, which I think probably kind of went me out. But you can get fries <laughs> with that as well. But it was, it was amazing. Yeah, that was entire amazing. waffle looks delicious. Yeah, yeah. And the, and and the hollandaise and the paprika, I'm guessing. 
I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep until yeah. I try the other four. Yeah. <laughs> because it was really that good. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what, what was, what did you say? I'm sorry. Was all on, on the salad? Um, is that sal- a salad down there? plain salad. So I was just oh, okay. being good and I got the salad, but you were able to get fries or, or a different side with that. And the vegetable omelet had uh, sauteed mushrooms and onions. It was it was also very good. And I wasn't going to get that whenever I walked in the door. Yeah. But some woman was sitting there with it, and it just looked so good. <laughs> I love when that happens at a restaurant I, where it just confirms it. It's like, oh, I'm getting that. Yeah. Exactly. When you can hear it sizzle or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so the second, my second favorite place to go to a brunch is the Mediterra Cafe. And there's actually two locations. There's one in Mount Lebanon. Okay. And there's one in Swickley. And they have a great menu. And they also have a small market attached. And they bring in imported foods and hard-to-find cheeses. Yeah, yeah. They bring in meats, uh, like for our charcuterie board. They do catering. They have their own um, chefs there. They have a pastry chef that makes cookies. You'll have to tell us. What is what is that in the top dish in, like, the cast iron skillet? So that is my favorite dish at their restaurant. That looks it's delicious. Okay. And it is actually a spicy tomato sauce. That has eggs in it. So there are actually eggs that have cooked in that sauce. Uh-huh. And they're cooked perfectly. And it's very Instagrammable, as you can see. So yeah. it shows that, up to That the picture table. is awesome. That's, yeah. Both so of them are, actually. It shows up to the table in that yeah. little iron, cast iron skillet. And you can dig for your eggs. And they give you the bread. And there's some feta cheese on top. How, how big is that, roughly? It's about an eight-inch skillet. Okay. But that's fin- a good size. I finished it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think I was going to finish it, but I did. Yeah. And I had no trouble finishing it. I even asked for a to-go box, but I still finished it. Yeah. <laughs> and the bread was good, too. Is it a little crunchy, it looks and they, like? It's a little nice crunchy baguette, and they make oh. a lot of their bread there. They make their bread there. It's so much better. Like, you can totally taste it when people make their yeah. own bread. Mm. And they take a lot of pride in it, too. And they, you know, other places buy it from them. They sell it, too. But their bread there is amazing. Uh, let me. I'm kind of putting you on the spot right here, but my sister brought this up to me during last week and she said what's like my favorite like free bread or whatever that they give you do you have a favorite bread that you free can bread. like just like a, a bread that they give you while you wait for your meal or whatever well, probably this one i mean yeah. they make it right there i mean olive garden has good bread too yeah, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a local i think they get that from a local company but yeah this, their bread there is amazing free yeah bread is good. yeah it looks really good and then the bottom dish is is avocado toast okay and you can't see the avocado because they pile it up with this really delicious light tomato cucumber radish salad has mm-hmm. this light vinaigrette on it and they put some dough weed in there and it's it's really really amazing and it's good it's perfect for some it's the perfect summertime oh my gosh dish. yeah that and they, the Mediterranean cafe in mount lebanon also has a fabulous outside seating area and they have evening happy hours and they serve all kinds of alcohol which makes it <laughs> yeah. even better for brunch <laughs> but the alcohol yeah. doesn't start till 9 30 oh my god yeah just looking at some of these and that's why everybody listening if you're just listening you have to go through go through youtube if you're not watching it live go through the youtube uh, uh link in our link tree or whatever and you can watch all these all the pictures that michelle is talking about you can see them and and, uh, you and know. drool yeah exactly and drool. <laughs> and drool over all the brunches i ate the last month all right let's get to the next one because this is the one i think that i think looks the best Okay, Muddy Waters is, yeah. is a restaurant over in East Liberty, and it's an oyster bar. And they specialize in Southern-type foods, and they just recently started doing their brunch again. It had been discontinued due to COVID. Mm. And we're going to go ahead and zoom in on that top picture right there. I was there so afraid oh, okay. I was never, ever, ever going to be able to have the lobster Benedict again. So this is lobster eggs Benedict. That and what you cannot so see good. under that giant pile of lobster is two delicious homemade-from-scratch biscuits. Oh, they oh my god! So, so good, right? And they pile that lobster on. I can't even. It's probably a half a lobster on that Benedict. Yeah, there's they, a lot of lobster meat on there. They top it off with those two poached eggs. And that sauce—it's not a normal hollandaise sauce. It's a crawfish 
Hollandaise oh, sauce. Wow. So I wonder if they were going to do something to associate with the lobster. That is so Yeah, yeah. That looks, that oh. might be the best looking brunch dish I've ever seen. You know, I highly recommend <laughs> it. I mean, this is probably enough food to share. So if you would go with a friend and order something else on the menu, you could probably share this. I'm not going to share it. No. Oh, no. But Absolutely you guys not. Could, you know, if you wanted to share it, it would give you an opportunity to taste something else there. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I I, I want to keep all like of that so to myself. To send certain ones of these to my uncle. <laughs> I'm just already thinking already. Like he's gonna his mind's gonna be blown. And then, gosh, like. and then on the bottom there, because it is the oyster bar, you can't leave muddy waters without oysters. Right. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I, I happen to like the smaller size oysters, and they're pretty unique in the fact that the family that owns the restaurant also owns their own oyster farm. Sustainable oyster oh, farm really? in Virginia, wow. so they do bring some of their own oysters in, and they tend to go pretty quickly whenever yeah. they're in. And then, what the is the the sauce that they do in that? So it's a mignonette sauce okay. in the middle. It's like a vinaigrette sauce, right. and then that little tiny tube bottle. I don't even open it. It's like a jalapeno vinaigrette, <laughs> yeah. and it's so hot they stick it separately like that. So I just kind of like leave that on the side, and you know, uh, wonder what it tastes like because I'm not brave enough to open up that bottle. Oh yeah, but yeah. it comes like that on the half shell, and then you know I had six that day. But they really take very good care of their oysters there. I highly recommend the place if you do like oysters. They get fresh shipments in every day. They clean them really well, inspect them to make sure they're healthy, and then they store them the right way as well. Yeah, that's another thing that, like we were just saying with everything else with COVID, but like oysters have been kind of hard to find. If you can find some nice ones, especially in Pittsburgh, where they're fresh like that, mm. definitely jump on that. I agree. And then we can get to uh, the last one. So my, my final favorite spot is the Speckled Egg, which is down in the Union Trust Building in downtown Pittsburgh, which is really close to the Weston William Penn, if you're familiar with the area. And I wish I'd have given you guys a photo of the building, but if you have a chance to look it up, they've got this beautiful high rotunda ceiling where you look up and it's just endless circles of floors, and it's really pretty. It's very loungy and laid back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh-huh. I mean, you can walk in, you could have a drink at the bar. You could have, there's lounge chairs where you could order a drink there. But if you're going to sit and have brunch, I would recommend a reservation for this place out of all of them. Okay. Because they get really busy downtown. Mm. And, and it's really a hot spot. And the, the dishes that you're looking at are the, on the top is a coconut chia pudding. Oh, okay. It has some, it's, it's coconut chia seeds. So chia seeds, like a little healthy seed yeah. that people are eating nowadays. And they soak it in coconut milk. And it's made with some fruit and some coconut. Yeah, you see a lot of the, they do like the acai bowls or whatever yeah. a lot. And I've seen stuff like that. It looks, all the fruit in that, what what all is that? It looks so good. It looks like go juicy. You can that up there. There's like, yeah, there's let me like try a little to. berry mix in there. And I know that they sweeten it with agave, which is a, you know, a nice organic sweetener in most cases. There you go. And, <clears throat> and there's some nuts there on the side as well. Hi, it's oh, a mint. Yeah. That whole thing looks it's, good. It's very delicious. And it's then, very good. What's this dish right here? So this is so you know every once in a while you have to do something healthy, and this is their, uh, their one of their chicken salads. Oh, okay. And there's peas in there. There's a little bit of quinoa. You can see the grain on the top. Yeah, definitely. And we just added a grilled chicken breast, and then the background. That's one of the best things there. Is, <laughs> is their that bacon? House made sausage. Oh, sausage. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's delicious. So they just, uh, they, they pretty much make everything from they, scratch. They there. make everything yeah. there. It's really, really good. Like I said, it's a very good spot. It's it's all the foods. I've never had a bad meal there at all. Mm-hmm. And then do you have one last thing that you have from, from that place? Can you tell us about this dish? So this one was my favorite one from the last couple of weeks. And this is also an avocado smash toast. They call it the millennial toast. And it's basically, it's covered with oh, pumpkin sorry. seeds and pepitas and sunflower seeds. And has like a drizzle of olive oil on it. It's it's really amazing. Unfortunately for me, I could eat like six of those. So I got the eggs on the side and as well as the sausage. Yeah. But the speckled egg has also been generous enough to give a twenty five dollar gift card to one of your listeners. Oh wow! And you can also tune into my page next week, 
or sorry, next couple of days. Yeah. To find out information on how they can enter to win that as well. That's All the awesome. more reason. That's very Come awesome on, from a speckled egg. <laughs> what more do you need? <laughs> there, that's that's two. That's that's two. two. This week. I'm yeah, sorry. absolutely. Those, how how awesome is that? Too. The eggs were perfect. I mean, it's kind of hard to mess up an egg. Yeah. But those were they were really really good. And so I have one place I have one place I'm looking forward to. I was to. just going to say, please tell us what, what you're looking forward to. So summertime is coming up, and I'm looking forward to finding some outdoor dining okay. for sure. But outdoor dining with some really good food. I'm not just going to go to an outside and sit. So yeah. I'm, I'm going back to Pusidi's Garden, which is in Lawrenceville, and it's a Thai restaurant. And okay. I have been there before, but I've never been lucky enough to be able to sit on the, on the porch. They have this beautiful courtyard inside the building. It looks like it, it doesn't look like it's in Pittsburgh at all. Oh, wow. So you walk in and they have plants and they've got garden tables. It's it's a really beautiful thing. So I'm going to try to get a, a table out there and I'm going to have my meal. That sounds awesome. like those will be and some awesome know. pictures. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Very Jeez. good. So that's all I have. You yeah. Guys. Thank you, Michelle. You, you gave now. us. Yeah. No, you've given everybody listening a great idea. Uh, I'm still behind that. The lobster. Uh, <laughs> Mm. What is that? Biscuits? You said lobster biscuits. It's, it's a lobster and a crawfish holidays. hollandaise it's or a, everything. They call it lobster Benedict. Okay, yeah. But it's the, it is a crawfish hollandaise sauce. Yeah, that looks so good. And then whatever was in that cast iron skillet too. Oh yeah, that's. I'm the, bringing that to you guys <laughs> the next time. That's yeah. what I'm bringing the next time. Seriously, Absolutely, yeah. all yeah. of that looks so so good. And thank you so much, Michelle. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, Thanks. And for thank you for me. doing the, the hard research, like you yeah, always seriously. like to. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to do. I got to bring people the information so they know what they're dealing with when they get there. Well, after you watch a documentary, you feel like you're smart. And after you showed us all this, I feel like I, I have like better knowledge on food when I don't. Like, <laughs> which which I place do. are you going to go try? Oh, I need the waffle uh, Benedict. The waffle Benedict. The nook. Yeah, I have to. Like that. I just need that. I just got an eggs Benedict like a year ago. Okay. And that just seems like so quality. Very good. It was very good. I, well, I can't wait to hear that. So I'm, by next month, right? Yeah. Then you can tell me. 100%. All right. Thank you very much, yeah, Michelle. Thank you. thank you. And I don't think that's the last time we're going to talk about this buckled egg because we're going to talk. We're going to get into this stuff to do in Pittsburgh, uh, and then we're going to take a break and we'll talk to the Neon Brainiacs. I'm excited to talk to them. Um, like I was just saying, they they do an awesome uh, like '80s horror podcast, which I have so many. I have like multiple index cards. Not that I'll need them because I'm actually very interested in uh, in a lot of their stuff. So I'm excited to get into that. But we do have to touch on the stuff to do in Pittsburgh. So I believe Liz is bringing it to us this week, and she's going to give us I think four different things to look forward to this weekend. I feel like we say this every week, but seriously, this weekend is full of so many great events, so let's Mm -hmm. jump right into them. The Verona Club is hosting Botany and Booze on Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 6 p.m. This fundraiser includes live music, food trucks, vendors, raffles, breweries, and a massive plant sale. A portion of the proceeds supports the Garden Club's effort to beautify Verona. Seriously, they're taking a beautiful day in the neighborhood to a whole new level, and you don't want to miss this. It's a ton of fun. Next up, we have the First Choice Wine Festival. It's a day dedicated to food, wine, and chocolate. Must I say more? Tickets are $20, and they include a branded glass for all of the wine you could possibly taste. And that's not the only festival happening this weekend. Head over to Heartwood Acres for the Maple House Music and Art Fest. It's a weekend-long event celebrating music, arts, and culinary creations. The food offerings include vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free options, so it's truly accessible to anyone. Plus, there will be a great selection of beer and wine. Tickets are on sale now, and this event is also child-friendly. 
Lastly, the Car Bazaar is returning for another weekend at the Forbes and Smithfield Street parking garage. There is technically a little bit of rain in the forecast for Saturday, but thankfully this flea market is completely under covers. Find a great selection of vintage, secondhand, or recycled items, plus grab a bite of food and enjoy live entertainment. For details on these events and even more happenings in the bird, like Emo Night at the Squirrel Hill Sports Bar, check out our weekend guide. Bye. And there you have it, everybody. Sounds awesome. Liz from Stuff to Do in Pittsburgh. Anything uh, of the the four options they gave us, anything stick out to either of you, Jeff or Michelle? Heartwood Acres is so much fun. I mean, the concerts they have up there and the, the... Property is a nice property. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. That sure. is uh, that music and art fest. I think it's all day. It says on May 21st from 11 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Yeah, it's that, looks, a, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's an all-day event for sure. It's uh, kids $25, adults $50 uh, at Heartwood Acres, like you were just saying. But, yeah, that looks awesome. It's always nice to get to an art and, and uh, music fest. It's nice to be outside, especially after, I mean, COVID's kind of, uh, you know, gone away with some of the restrictions, but it's still been like a couple years since like we've really been able to do like festivals and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's always still nice to get back into anything like that. Uh, that car bazaar that I was, we were talking about that before this started. It's kind of like a, a flea market yeah, kind of thing. They come in, they do it out of the back of their trunk. So yeah, people, I guess great. you rent a parking spot and you sell your stuff from, <laughs> maybe I need to do that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it, throw some stuff from the garage in the car. <laughs> absolutely. I bet, you know, there's probably bartering and stuff. Here you uh, go. Yeah. Get rid of that. You know, one man's trash, another man's treasure. That's right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And uh, and I was I clicked through it because I wanted to see uh, the time they were doing it. I think it says 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, but they said there's food there from the speckled egg that we were just talking about. Yeah, speckled egg. They do yeah. some catering as well, so their stuff's all really good. It'd be worth checking out. Yeah, and anybody who is interested in uh, finding out anything about anything you hear on stuff to do in Pittsburgh, click through their link. Uh, I'll put it through in our info. They have their weekend guide. Their weekend guide is super helpful. They have all the ticket events, where it is, the time, um, all that stuff um, that you can just click through. You can buy tickets right through it. You can hook it up to your GPS. It's all uh, one stop. So I definitely recommend that. And uh, I think we're going to take a break right now. And come back with Neon Brainiacs. Is there anything you'd like to end on, Michelle? No, thanks for having me back this week. I'm Thank you so I'm much so for happy the food. To share my brunch yeah. dishes with you guys. Thank you so much for. Oh uh, yeah, those. Uh, I I think those might be the most photogenic ones I've seen. <laughs> they they are not that they aren't always great, but those ones. There's something I think about lobster that just makes it look like magnificent. To well, me. I'm glad your mouth is watering. I can't. Oh wait my to god, see. it is. I want to hear about it when you actually go try it. Yeah. Absolutely, but we're going to take a break right now, and we will be right back with Neon Brainiacs. Yeah, what's up? This is Jeff Vandas, and you're watching the Poor Man's Podcast. What, you want the yuppie cast? Go fuck yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are here at 565 Live in Bellevue. I think I, I forgot to say that in the first half of the show, which is probably not going to be a good thing. But we're still here at 565 Live in Bellevue, and I'm still here with Jeff Fieldhouse. And joining us tonight, we have Neon Brainiacs, we have Lance, we have Ben, and we have Greg. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I, I was just telling them how, um, since I found out you were going to be on, and, and actually, Terry Jones told me about you guys. And then I started oh, yes. listening to a podcast because, you know, I try to listen to some local ones. And I was like, well, I'm not super big into to horror movies. Like, I like movies, but I – and then I saw, you know, some of the movies you guys did. And I was like, oh, I, I know those. And then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, this is just entertaining. Yeah. It doesn't even matter <laughs> if you know it. It's just listening to people who are entertaining talk. And I, and I highly recommend it to anybody listening. But how did you guys uh, meet, and how did you start the podcast? 
Um, Take it away, Greg. We, yeah. Yeah, get that, <laughs> I usually boy. get deferred to for all the storytelling. Yeah. But, There's um, always one person who is like, let's put all the boring stuff on them. And then when it's time to swear and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's 2017. Picture it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ben and I actually have known each other for probably, what, seven or eight years. Yeah. We played in bands together and everything like that. Okay. Uh, and it was just the two of us when we started the show in 2017. But... Once we started doing that, we were kind of like going and like hanging out at like uh, movie related stuff. Uh, these guys are super creative with like you know making films and stuff. I'm I'm just a guy. Uh, <laughs> He's a but, creative guy too. I mean, come on, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay, I'm a guy with a podcast. <laughs> so I think we ran into Lance somewhere mm-hmm. like at like a movie thing, and yeah. I think it was like. Oh, how do you, like, Lance and I used to work together, like, probably, what, 15 years ago? Yeah, it was, like, 2009, <laughs> I think. 2008, yeah. 2009. Oh, so wow. it was, like, how do you know him? And I was, like, how do you know him? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we actually uh, brought Lance on um, as, like, a temporary sub for me uh, probably about, like, seven or eight months ago. Uh-huh. And then, uh, like, once I came back to the show, we were, like, let's just do this as a three-piece. Like, yeah, we've all known sure. each other for a long time. Yeah, You know, we just kind of, like hang out and just talk about dumb stuff and, and yeah. here we are today. Well, it's yeah. definitely enjoyable for a listener. Like I was I was just saying I I listened to I listened to the scream one cuz that's one, you know, I'm I'm I was born in 90. So yeah. that's kind of more my um I was probably way too young to watch it when it came out, uh, but I I probably saw it in like 98 when it's been yeah. out on VHS for a while and it wasn't like the new release that I wasn't allowed to get at Blockbuster. Yeah. But yeah, I had to wait until it, it moved down the shelf or whatever. Yep. And there were three <laughs> copies. But, yeah, that was very good. Um, I've been talking to Greg because I saw you did a Puppet Master one. My brother's obsessed with Puppet Master. So, like, stuff like that. And it's just funny seeing another human being who even knows it because my brother's, like, obsessed. Really? He's the yeah. real deal. He was sending me some pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Charles oh. Band has a lot of he, your brother's money. Oh, my God. He's, my brother's a producer on one of the movies because he, like, sent money for something. <laughs> really? And he's like, yeah, just oh, so, like, like on Ginger Dead Man 3 or something. I don't oh, know. Wow. It's all but, Oh, three. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the crust, I believe. That one. Yeah. It's that right when they were coming into their own. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but no, it's just funny like hearing any of that. But um, uh, the one thing that caught me immediately with your show that I have to compliment you is you have a great opening song, like the music in it, because it immediately gave me what I was listening to. I was like, this sounds super, like it starts like horror movie and then gets into like, synthesized Uh and it's like this is 80s this sounds like an 80s horror (laughs) thing like if i was going to do it and like if i didn't know what it was it was so at that hats off to that um you know i don't know if anybody else notices stuff like that but i did (laughs) you composed it oh wow (laughs) i'm not creative greg gave me all the questions to ask by the way that's why you're very handsome he's also a huge egoist that's all yeah but no greg did do the uh intro and outro to the uh yeah, that's very cool. I had, uh, I think, I mean, obviously, I guess you wouldn't know him because I watched uh, the Boonies today. 
uh, with my girlfriend. Oh okay. no! And, and no. I was it was it was really shot well. Like, I, and I I don't mean this to sound like rude or anything, but like when I when I see like even good like scary movies sometimes don't like look good. Yeah. And it was like entertaining. It was like pleasing to watch. Yeah, that's and and it, you guys did a great job with all that. But I had Andreas O'Rourke on before. That's oh, was cool. the point. Yeah, I was listen to his get episode. To. I was like, Andreas is on here, so I checked <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, uh, he had one of the best. Uh, this is him right here, I think. Got him. <laughs> that's uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Andreas. Oh uh, yeah, he. he <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I think Jeff. Jeff obviously knows Andreas yeah, too. Andreas. Yeah. So everybody, Andreas was great when he was on. So uh, did you like the bad guys in the boonies? Yeah. Yes. Well, what I noticed was. Was like was the <laughs> eyes were always like popping the whole yeah. time uh, behind the mask, so it was like even though you couldn't see the face, it was still intensity. Yeah, man, those guys were nuts. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, man, they were so scary. Right? Yeah. I just thought like the super the handsome too. Yeah. <laughs> cute, cute. Yeah. The one was boyish charm was just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a very... That Cloyd. It's a very specific kind of horror movie made for specific sort of audience. I'm a big 70s guy. Yeah. Even though I'm on this, the 80s horror show, I'm like yeah. a real big 70s yeah. horror guy, and it's like my love letter to 70s schlock horror. Like, I watched it with my girlfriend because she hurt her knee and can't move, which she says, but we'll see. You know, it's yeah. debatable. <laughs> you have other ligaments in your knee, you know? Yeah. You have an MCL and an ACL. You know, get over it, man. But she, she was bedridden, and... Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. She's like in excruciating pain and probably watching this name. Uh, but she watched it too, and she was a big fan. She loves like you know horror movies and yeah. stuff. But it made me think uh, while you were doing that, and just through watching horror movies and stuff. What do you think makes like the murderer or whatever? What are traits of that person that's like scary to you? What do you think is scary in you know a murderer or something in a movie? Is it in a murder specifically? I or, think. or you know, whatever. Like, do they have, like, is the eyes, is that something that you, you focus on? Or, like, whatever it is it, like, that you've seen in movies that you think, oh, that's, like, a scary trait that yeah. sticks out to you. I, I think it, I think it's a sense of at all tangibility. Like, they could be right. real at all. Okay. Yeah. Like, even if the character itself is outlandish, yeah. if somehow they're portrayed, like, they could, like, if the rest of the movie feels like a real world or something, like, mm -hmm. if there's an element that feels like this person could exist, like, if they're too big, yeah, sort of. You're like, oh, this is just a cartoon. This is yeah. just fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I I agree with that 100. percent That's always what kind of scares me the most. Where it's like, oh, that could happen. Yeah. And even if it's not like the most gruesome thing, just like an abduction of somebody, like that's like that could happen. That's very realistic. You know, chopping up a ton of bodies like that would be horrifying to hear, but it doesn't happen every day. Yeah. Like the thing that could happen yeah. in your neighborhood, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, unpredictability too. I yeah. think is is big. Like you mm. know, seeing, uh, you know, a character just take a pretty wicked, you know, side turn, if you will, into yeah. something that you're not expecting. You know, especially now with horror, because a lot of it can be kind of very tropey and and you know yeah. sort of predictable, I guess. So um, I'm usually drawn to things to things like that. You know, I think for me, it's like. Um, Chris, I do agree with you when we were actually talking about this uh, with your previous guest. Um, the one thing that freaks me out the most is, like, uh, home invasion stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's so realistic yeah. and so plausible. But I think, like, for me, what makes a good villain is a certain level of unstoppability. Yeah. So, uh, like, Michael Myers in Halloween 2, like, the original sequel, uh, Victor Crowley from the Hatchet series, like... 
you just throw everything you can at the guy and it doesn't yeah. phase him. So you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, One thing I, I, I don't know. I haven't w- watched a ton of movies, but it seems like when they're in the woods, they always like leave, but then like kind of go back and loop back around. I just feel like people should just like go and not even look back. Yeah. yeah you Thoughts so. on that? Sorry. That, was, that just came to me and I was like, let me stare at you and say I something. I always say that in movies like, they just need to call the police. I'm like, then the movie's over. My anxiety just wants the movie to be like 20 minutes. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, luckily, oh, they always don't have any bars. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Luckily. Never. But uh, uh, talking with kind of some, some more of the movie stuff, and, and I was talking with the music about you uh, that you were doing earlier. Is there a movie that you feel like extra, like, their music really sets it over. Like maybe the movie's good and the writing's good, but is there one that like the movie, like the Halloween music is like yeah. iconic I that mean, people know. You nailed it right there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything John Carpenter has okay, been yeah. part of and scored is usually phenomenal. So yeah, I'm a big fan of his music and his films. So that's yeah. one thing that I feel like people don't super realize until it's not there. Like, when you don't yeah. hear any kind of just background music or just, a, like, the humming and, like, a tense situation or something, it's it's weird when it's not there. And, like, because I was listening to your show and you guys were talking about, like, making some noises and then I watched a movie and then I was, like, thinking about different stuff. And it's just so cool seeing how, like, a movie comes together. Yeah. And how do you think of that, like, putting the, the music in and... And, uh, and the sound effects, like how it's just, it blows my mind. So I think I'm just in awe of it. But like, how, how does like the process work? Well, it, I mean, to touch on when you guys you said, work, it's on super it. important. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. You, there's a story about the original Halloween that mm-hmm. it was first screened without any music. Oh, really? People <laughs> were like, I, there was some test screening and they were like, this isn't scary. This, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then the same people watched it after John Carpenter scored it. Oh, and they were uh. like, Holy shit! This is yeah. the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's 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 immensely important to a film. Yeah, yeah, it'll make or break it, really. Yeah, like for sure. I mean, the, the process of doing it. I mean, because with Boonies, they pretty much did all the sound yeah. and added added scoring, Nathan King's score or whatever. I mean, I feel like when you're making a movie, that part of it, like when you do the sound editing and the score. That's when I think it's like done. Like I don't even think. Yeah. Like up until that point, for me, it doesn't even. F- you still feel like you're looking at like a like a rough draft or like a prototype. Yeah. Like that is like for me like that is the step that makes it like the editing and then the sound editing are like the steps that make it absolute. Like the stuff I saw in my head, that's when it's there. You know what I mean? It kind of takes it from like watching a play to like being a film. Yeah. With with, with yeah. that and really takes you into it because it's like I think if you're watching it without the sound, it just I don't know. It's just people talking and you're not in it. But when you feel that, it like tells you how you're supposed to feel. Like yeah, the music kind of guide guides you. you in the way you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel. Yeah, it is yeah. the thing that really takes the audience on the ride. You know, like they don't, you're letting them know what they're supposed to be experiencing at that moment. You know. Yeah. Is there is there a movie from you know just watching them that you're like maybe a fan of? You realize it probably isn't a great movie, but you're just you love. We'll be here all night. Yeah. <laughs> there are a couple that we've done on the show that were like first time watches, and I'm sure some of these would overlap for you. Um, but stuff like Terror Vision mm-hmm. uh, was something that I hadn't really heard of until we did it for the show. It was right up my alley because it's very funny, very schlocky, like late 80s kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the same with like The Video Dead 
which is like some kind of like obscure, uh, like kind of horror comedy from the late eighties that has yeah. no cultural touchstones except the guy from the greasy stranglers in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. But, um, yeah. I mean a lot of like, you know, at this point we've been doing the show for almost five years. So like the amount of movies that I've personally seen that I was like, where's this been all my life? Yeah. Very lengthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to, to name, you know, movies that probably aren't very good. Is there one you great. could recommend that maybe somebody wouldn't have heard of that you think, okay, not a lot of people know this, but this is a good movie? Yeah. It um, doesn't get its due, maybe. One that totally surprised me is one we did a couple years ago on the show. It was It's called Pin, mm. um, and it's about right. this yeah. uh, kid who basically, like, falls and gets obsessed with this... Uh, anatomy dummy kind of thing that his dad's a doctor and he has this like anatomy dummy in, okay. in his office and they treat it like a, like a friend and, and like talks to him and stuff. And, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's really strange. And like I, I sat down to watch it for the show and I was like, all right, here's this piece of shit <laughs> yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, this was actually like really good. Yeah. And I actually bought, there's a, it's based on a novel and I actually bought the novel of it just to check it out. And the novel's even more fucked up, which, <laughs> yeah. is, which is wild. And we're allowed to swear on here, right? Yeah, yeah, right. you can say whatever you want. The novel's even more messed up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good thing no, you that, fixed it. This is the PG-13 version. I was just going to edit it out and then me say messed up. Yeah, yeah. Over, like real choppy. <laughs> messed up. I, yeah. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pin was one that really, that's the first one I could think of that like really caught me off guard. And I, I really liked it. Yeah. Man, it's probably the Howling movies for you, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you guys are watch those really shitty Howling movies. Actually, a werewolf movie, I do think of. We talked about it recently. Uh, yeah. That Blood Moon. It's a 90s movie about <laughs> a werewolf. Moon. Yeah. A bad Moon, bad sorry. Moon. Bad Moon. About a, it's a werewolf movie that I recently watched that the German Shepherd is, like, the main character. <laughs> okay. And there's, like, a scene where a German Shepherd fights a werewolf. Oh, and wow. I think it's incredible. It's Any dog sick. fans got to watch it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what year did it come out? I'm trying to picture how good this, this fight is probably like Ariel Hemingway yeah. is, like, yeah. the main character in it. Yeah. It's, like, and I think, honestly, like, kind of to piggyback off of that, it's very good, very underrated. Might be my favorite werewolf design in a movie. It's mine. Yeah. 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 That's sick. That and, like, Dog Soldiers, I think, would be, like, my top two. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. I think I think an interesting thing about the show is Greg is definitely an encyclopedia of this stuff. You too, I think. You guys know yeah. so much, but I I I watch a lot of movies. Like yeah. I have these days. I don't, but I, I sort of exist in this. I don't know if I'm as much of a like diehard these guys as they. So sometimes I think I offer this perspective of um, yeah. And I, and I think it adds something. It's oh, it's kind of like more of the everyman yeah, perspective. Like, I, I do like to come yeah. in and, and I appreciate all their knowledge because I, I I asked them I asked them questions and like we went to the drive-in. I'm asking Greg what every trailer is and <laughs> yeah. like and like uh, I I I so whenever I get asked these questions, sometimes what it makes me do is I like blank out and I'm like, what what's a movie? You know, like, <laughs> like, you're like name a movie that you that's your favorite, whatever. And if I was just sitting here, I could think of it. But then you put me in the spotlight, and I'm like, oh. uh... I don't know. I'm the exact same way. That's why I I was like surprised when you were like, oh yeah, from a year ago we talked. I was like, a year? I thought it was yesterday. I was like, what the heck? I'm I'm the same way. If you ask me what I listened to on the way here, I'm like, well, Mm. fuck. (laughs) How did I get here? I don't know. You guys are making me, because my uncle like loves horror and like all of these like 
crazy movies and he'll be reading random books and as soon as you said that i want to get him that pen novel and start checking out more of this stuff and just hearing you guys talk about it it is entertaining when people actually love this stuff yeah and like can explain it in a cool way to where it's not like documentary style like yeah. i'm digging your guys stuff in person so i'm definitely gonna be checking out the pod oh, Get your uncle that pin novel. He's probably not going to look at you the same. So I'm just, I'm just letting you know. That. Just that. Him and I watched The Shining when he babysat me when I was four. That's a great movie. So I don't yeah. know if he'll be like a, if a weird tear will come down his eye. Yeah. <laughs> like if I give it back to him. Yeah. yeah, I get him right. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks for the warning in case I ruin a relationship. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's messed up. Thanksgiving's weird now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I should read people it. Read it before fucking, you gift it. Yeah. are fucking that, that anatomy doll. So yeah, let's, just, let's just put it out. Slight spoiler. Yeah. What about this so book made me think parts. of you? That's the best part. Read that on the back. So we were just doing from from the show uh, from our podcast. We've been doing something for the last like month. So for the the first year, I had people come on. I just randomly asked them, kind of like who what their least favorite movie character was, who they hated. Yeah. And I so had people glad come, that motherfucker, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you brought it up. Literally. Yeah, yeah. He, no, I did see the Grandpa Joe. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had uh, I had 32 people, and it was just people that came on, and they just said stuff, and then I put them up, and then I just let people vote. Yeah. And and Grandpa Joe did. He ended up mopping the floor with a lot of people yeah. and then beat Jenny from Forrest Gump in the finals. <laughs> uh, the final four, I think, was Rose from the Titanic. Uh, it was Grandpa Joe, and then it was Skylar White and uh, Jenny. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it was it was fun. Everybody came on. But I was wondering, is there is there somebody from, like, a horror film or any movie, really, that not like they're the bad guy, but they just, like, annoy you or they're just, like, mm. out of place. They shouldn't have been in there. They bothered me. They pulled, like... Quentin Tarantino in Pulp Fiction, it, like, bothers me. Because he's just, like, not, like... The whole movie's so good, and then it's just, like, this guy that's just, like, why are you... Okay. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. The mom in Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> yeah. is, like, oh, yeah. the worst actress. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. She's, I mean, I, I, know, I know she's watching right now. So yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but... Sorry. Um, she's a big fan. Yeah, she's, she's terrible. Yeah, I think she, like, really... It's, like, almost a perfect movie... If she wasn't in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's awful. Yeah. I'd probably give it to um, Harry Cooper from the original Night of the Living Dead. Okay. That guy's such an asshole. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, my turn. Lance. Yeah, you Lance. Uh, remember, that, remember that anecdote I just told? Yeah. Most, people, most people can think of people they hate. That like yeah, if, if you're you like oh my favorite thing I don't know what my favorite song is but I, mean, I do know I hate that fuck. <laughs> if, I, if I'd been pressured for anybody yeah. I would have said Skylar White but you're okay, yeah like, oh but, no that's but, a, but the thing is that's part of her charm like I yeah. think that like that teeth gnashing like feeling you have for her is like kind of you love her at the yeah. same time for it but that's what I would have said but you beat me to it I I, I understand kind of her uh, her perspective like coming home and seeing like the whole. Know house drug lord, yeah. you know. What's well, the genius people, of the show? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. every character's so gray. You're like, you get mad at her, then you're like, well, she does have every right to be like that. Yeah. It's crazy yeah. because, like, as much as you shouldn't like uh, Brian Cranston in it, he is. He's he's the antihero or whatever. Yeah, like, it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah like Tony Soprano. Like, like I should hate this guy. He murders people for money and does all this stuff, but yet I I sympathize with him and I think that the woman telling him to stop cooking meth with his babies in the house and stuff like, and then like <laughs> mind your business, Skyler. Yeah, tell him how to run his life. Yeah, <laughs> you're not worried about paying rent. 
You know who's actually a, a somebody else that I just thought of that kind of ties into a, an episode we've done recently is uh, Don Stark, who played Bob Pinciotti on that '70s show. <laughs> oh, okay, in a, he's in a movie called Evil Speak that we just did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Where uh, Clint Howard's the main character. Okay. Like one of the, like the few movies that Clint Howard like has top billing. What? Sorry to interrupt, but you said Clint Howard was he in an Ice Cream Man movie? Yes. He, That's that one of the is, other ones. Is, oh, okay. He is the Ice Cream. Yeah. Yes. Okay, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> so, That's another one. That's that was like repressed memory. That you just said that it came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sentimental text. Ice cream man, by the way. Yeah, um, but in Evil Speak, it's uh, it takes place at like a military high school, I think. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like this guy that everybody picks on, and says like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit. Your parents are dead. Whatever." <laughs> and Don Stark's character picks on Clint Howard so much that at one point he finds that Clint Howard has a small dog in the basement of the school, along with all of his, like, satanic computer stuff. This is from 1981, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought computers were the dog. Scary. <laughs> and Magic. murders the dog. Oh, wow. So he is yeah. a giant piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, like a really cute puppy, too. Yeah. Damn. Absolutely You adorable. can hear all about it in a couple weeks on Neon Brainiacs. <laughs> wait, did it come out already? No, we didn't. Oh, wait. Yeah, it didn't come out yet. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? On Neon Brian Axe. Neon Brian Axe. I did That's that like four or five times. Yeah. I was like, why is it why is it red squiggly under that? Who's oh, Brian? Yeah. I should be able to spell a five-letter word, Brain and Brian. <laughs> Is there uh, is there a movie character or something that you've when you were a child like I always remember the original it like Tim Curry scared the shit out of yeah, me yeah. in the beginning like when when uh, the kid's like playing and he's in like the linens in the laundry and I'd tell my mom like you let me know when it's over and she'd be like okay it's over and then I turn and he's like there with his teeth out yeah and, yeah, and like pulling Georgie down and stuff like I'm still <laughs> scarred if I if it's like if I see a, a paper like boat going down somewhere I'm like Ugh. or if I hear that like a uh, piano song that mm-hmm. they play I it still scares me from it is yeah. there is there a movie that scarred you child's play yeah, I was going to say, I got this one. <laughs> Chucky. Yeah, fucking Chucky. Yeah. Dude, Chucky really got me as a kid. Anything yeah. with, weirdly enough, like any puppet with piercing blue eyes, because the Crypt Keeper would freak me out, too, yeah. on, on um, Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. But Chucky was just like, because it's from the perspective of the child. We talked about it on the show, I think. Yeah. Like other horror movies, you're a kid, and you're like, oh, they're chasing the adults and all this shit. Right, but right, right. Child's Play, he was chasing the kid, and he's like biting him and shit. Like, yeah. always really stick out to me when he'd bite the kid. Bonking him yeah. on the head. <laughs> you know, and, the, and, and the kid's like a city kid, too. So he's like in weird, like, city situations. Like yeah. Down, like, downtown yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, it was freaky. And I, remember, care, yeah. like. I remember looking back at that movie now, and I'm just like, I feel bad for him just, like, walking around the city there. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. he, like, takes a bus to see, like, where Charles Lee Ray was or whatever yeah. or something. Or maybe I'm, I'm remembering it's, it wrong. Yeah, it's the train, and he <laughs> yeah. goes okay, yeah. to murder his accomplice <laughs> yeah. who left him right. behind. With, yeah. the, voodoo With the voodoo doll. With the voodoo doll or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Breaking his uh-huh. legs, yeah. But, yeah, yeah all of Jesus. that is, is, is awful, too. I and also, I had a My Buddy doll when I was a kid, so <laughs> I, I got it, like, tenfold. Is Okay. Jeez. Is that like the brown haired doll? Yes. Because I had one too, and it scared the shit out of me. And I threw it in the back of my closet, and I didn't like it. And then my brother, who I was telling you about, like Puppet Master, he got a Chucky doll like the same size. And I was like eight, like I, or like 10 <laughs> at that point. And I was still like, I was old enough to know this doll's not going to come to life. Still. But like, as soon as the light turns off, I'm like, but maybe this time. <laughs> what if he does? Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to have this. I don't know if you guys remember these. These were like popular, I think, in like the early to 
mid-90s and, like, you know, like, mom decor. Because I saw other people's house had them. <laughs> I had this thing. It was, like, a, a kid that would stand in the corner and it looked like it was, like... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I hate those. The, the, the Blair my, Witch we thing. Called it, the, <laughs> it looks like it didn't time out or something. It looks like it, it, looks like it did something bad. Yeah, it, like it was at the top you. of my steps. And when yeah. I would get in trouble... Like, I, one time my sister would make me, like, go into the corner with it, and I would be, like, fucking freaked out. It's right next to me, dude. Yeah, like, they're putting yes. it on top of the stairs. They're putting it on hallways. Uh-uh. Like, they're putting it no. anywhere. Like, you got to... If I remember right, they don't even have, like, faces, did no, they? Yeah, probably no. No. Which made it way no. more terrifying. It was no. sewed no. hands. No. It was just sewed hands on the... Like, I mean, my oh, mom had, like, the goose out front that had, like, different outfits. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. kind of freaky. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that was yeah. a Pittsburgh thing yeah. or not. Just had, with like, the raincoat and the dress. Yeah, like, <laughs> she had the goose, but no, no weird ass kid that with eyes covered. Dude, that shit's uh, like uh, parental psyops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until you said it, I block. Like, I, I think I just threw it back there. I was like, never again. And I was like, now. Like, oh god! Yeah, right? No, I'm calling my dad in the way. I'm like, what was that about? Yeah, the still there? The walk, dude. Down, like. Also, I need to get a book for your brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's real messed up. Yeah. Weird Don't ask me any questions. Decor shit that our moms had. Like, what is, is weird. going on? Well, well, my mom had porcelain right. dolls and shit too, right. and like yep. the whole I dolls movie yep. and stuff. Yeah. With uh, also in the beginning of that, they like they like threw the doll, the teddy bear out, and then it came into like a giant bear. Do you know what I'm assuming? Oh, you know I love movie. that. Movie. I'm just assuming you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. If I'm talking yes, about I here, love that movie dolls. I think oh, uh, yeah. uh, Oliver Platt or something was it. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was somebody. It's who looked the guy like that him. plays Conrad, the con- uh, the construction guy in Seinfeld. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, does shit. he look like Oliver Platt? Maybe or not. I think okay. he kind of does. Yeah. 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 Just say yes. This is what I mean by <laughs> this is what I mean by encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they like throw it out, and then like this giant bear. I can't remember if it's like a dream in the beginning or if it actually tears yeah. them apart. But like that whole thing and the, just dolls coming to life. That was definitely another one that like struck me young. Yeah, that one freaked me out too. I really, I love doing it on the shows. It's a great mm-hmm. great movie. Yeah, it, I, I, I don't know. Uh, things that freaked me out was getting Freddy Krueger. I saw that pretty young. So that oh, was, really? Yeah. yeah. That was, that was crazy. What was the Freddy Krueger movie where I thought I was, like, badass enough to watch it, and then we rented the one where they're on set making the movie and the oh, hand new comes nightmare. alive? The new nightmare. Breaking the fourth wall, I've never seen it before, and I was in fourth grade, and I was just like, no, Mom, look, it, it's, it's <laughs> actually real. <laughs> and it fucked me up. I was like, no! Like, that ruined me, like, that movie. I, I still haven't rewatched it. I think I, I think I talked about this on our Scream episode, but the meta thing, like, kind of blew up with Scream. But Wes yeah. Craven did it with New Nightmare two or three years before Scream came out, and there were even movies before I, that. Like, uh, there was a movie called, like, Scary Movie, not yeah. the comedy one, that's from, like, 1991 that was still, like... Like the guy knows how to survive yeah. this situation because he watches horror movies. I literally yeah, just listened to that like twenty minutes ago, like yeah. before you got here. The, you said like the nerd pretty much like figures it out from that. Is yeah. that is there a lot more like correlations between that and Scream? Did he get ideas from that? Do you think, Stuff or is it just like I mean, if you're saying like teenagers and getting murdered and stuff, that's like eighty percent of right. horror yeah, movies right. or yeah. whatever. So you can't really say that. But if it, I mean, it seemed. Like you were saying, kind of unique to that. They used prior horror movies to kind of guide themselves. Scream was probably the most like popular example. Yeah, yeah. And then now you see it. I mean, it's like like uh, we talked about on the show. You, you take it for granted now. It's in so many movies. Where yeah. People know that movies exist in right. the movie universe, you know. So, yeah. But New Nightmare, like you were saying, it's definitely the first, one of the first ones to really do that in my opinion and i don't think it gets the credit it deserves either yeah. like even just in like 
Elm Street, like, conversation. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. everyone's like, oh, the original, oh, Dream Warriors, which, like, yeah, those are, like, my favorite ones. But, like, that one, I think because it came so much later after the original one, yeah. like, I don't really, I think people kind of write it off a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was still really good. And, and Scream 2, I watched... Uh, the Jada Pinkin intro where she's at the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love, like, I, I totally forgot about that and it hit me. I did smoke a bull right before, so I think I was more hyped <laughs> up. But I was just like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Like, it was just like chef's kiss. Yeah. I just loved it, dude. Which they actually totally ripped off from a movie from Fuck 1980 me. called He Knows You're Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The literal, like, the opening of that movie is, is, is the almost same the same thing as yeah. Scream 2. Was it yeah. a rip off or an homage? It's an Homage, Ben. <laughs> homage. Also, the uh, the movie debut homage. of Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. If uh, if you need any alone, additional, Tom Hanks first movie. Oh, yeah. really? He's in it for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so he needs, baby. Still charming as shit, Hanks though. That's true. <laughs> like the uh, Jennifer Aniston of uh, was that her first like big movie, Leprechaun? Leprechaun. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny seeing like certain people and then like seeing their credits. I'm like, what? And like, I remember seeing Leprechaun when I was younger too. And then like going back and like, it was like 10 years after I saw it that I realized, oh, that was Jennifer Aniston yeah. was in that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like kind of like, either got like a fresh start in horror, like George Clooney. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Uh, who am I missing? Um, all kinds of people, dude. George Clooney. Kevin <laughs> <Costner>. <laughs> There's George a Clooney. Yeah. Kevin Costner. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Don't forget Costner. Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of people got their start in horror, mm-hmm. especially in the 80s. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool to see that and just cool to see, you know, all the development and people going through different things. And it's cool just seeing people in, you know, you might know them for this and you see them in a completely different role. Yeah. Mm. I feel like Tom Hanks does a lot of that. Too. Oh, like yeah. you, you go back and like Tom Hanks was in that, no. yeah. that piece of garbage or whatever. <laughs> I miss the Burbs. Tom Hanks. Funny charismatic Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. Like, he does. It's a lot of drama now, which is great. Yeah, uh, like, he's good, but he's really good at comedy. Yeah, yeah like he. I, You'd want to see that more than like landing that. on the river or whatever. He was Sully, right? Sully, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I hope that wasn't somebody else. I, I miss <laughs> like, it wasn't Cosner. Bachelor party and Burbs. Yeah. versus Volcano. Yeah. You know. Big, you know. I yeah. just watched Splash for the first time, like probably like a month ago. I've never seen Splash. It's fantastic. It's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've seen the Burbs. That was a VHS my mom had for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I watched that one a lot. It's funny, like I, just the movies you've seen a million times, just because they were there, yeah. not because yeah. they oh, yeah. liked them. Yeah. I've seen every episode of like the Golden Girls. Not that there's anything against the Golden yeah, Girls. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. But, like, yeah. I've yeah. seen every single one 800 times. So, like, <laughs> it's it's one of those things, like, I would have never chosen to put it on, but, like, when you see it, like, and then you recognize. Although, I'm not hating on the Golden Girls at all. Big yeah, fan, actually. Still, still funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, if you were a Golden Girl... No, um... <laughs> Blanche. If you want to yeah. yeah. No hesitation on that one. I asked favorite movie. No idea. Favorite Golden Girl. Dorothy. 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 Yeah. Thinking about it for years. Greg Try Sophia. That was gonna be my answer. <laughs> this is gonna be the entire promo for the show. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. Watch Jeff Fieldhouse join me as we talk to the Neon Brainiacs about Golden Girls. Could I pick your guys' brain about one new horror movie that Please, I saw? Sure. That was refreshingly fun. Yeah. And it was that X. Well, I haven't watched it. X yet. I loved it. Yeah, Wasn't it refreshingly? It. Like, I do want to see it. 
Okay, good. I just want to make sure that I'm just not like some fucking novice that just is like into the mainstream. I don't, I, I don't know the nitty gritty, but is it the letter X or EX? I've never heard of it. Directed by Ty West, who did House of the Devil, which is another kind of like period piece set in the '70s, yeah. right? It's like, like looks very similar because it kind of looks like it's from that era. Yeah. It's not like you know, it doesn't look like a fucking Avengers movie. No. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, this is the '70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like he does that style very, very well. And yeah, I I actually went to see X by myself at the theater. It's the first time I've ever gone to the movies by myself. Uh, and it was an experience. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, yeah, I'm happy to hear it was good. Because I left and I was like, dude, I was scared. I had a lot of fucking fun. <laughs> in, in the casting, too. That main character, I was like, he's like Kurt Russell's brother or something. Uh, yeah. He just, he's so likable, dude. It's fuck. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to keep talking about some of you guys I haven't seen. For I know. I've, I've, I've been, I've been meaning it. to go see that. I missed it Gotta in theaters. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm a huge fan of that director. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think he's great. Ty West. Uh, I highly recommend some of his other movies he did. Yeah, like House of the Devil. Mm-hmm. If you did like that, you'd oh, probably yeah. like House of the Devil. A little bit of a slow burn, but. Pays so, off. Yeah, it pays off yeah. at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, have you guys been putting any thought into creating another, you know, movie or anything? Have you thought about acting or directing or writing or anything like that? Yeah, or I, I, there's probably like five movies coming out this year that yeah. I'm in. Yeah, um, I just re- I uh, just acting in a movie last night. So yeah, I'm constantly busy doing that kind of stuff. But how, how do you stuff? Oh, my own stuff. Yes. Yeah, I. Uh, I wrapped a movie uh, late last year, which um, is currently in the editing phases. So, uh, looking forward to that. You know, being done. Hopefully, it'll be out next year. What part do you like to do the most? Do you like the acting, or do you like the like? I I, I never thought I would like editing video in my life. Yeah. But like, just doing some stuff like this. Editing's and, awesome. And I, it, it's yeah. so much. I, I've never had time disappear. Like, I'll yeah, just do something. Just oh, there it goes four hours. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you'll be like, you'll sit there and be like, oh, well, I can do this one more thing. And then yeah. you look and it's like another two hours later. Yeah. Like, Shit. Yeah. I feel yeah. like when I was like younger and I was like playing basketball, I was like, oh, just make one three. And then it's like two hours later. It's exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Although yeah, I'm a lot better at this than I'm at basketball. Not that I'm good. <laughs> I, I went, I, I went to pick my kids up from the bus stop today and, uh, I got there a little early, and there's a bus. Uh, there's a basketball hoop right there. Yeah. I still suck. It's incredible. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe if I change everything, I'm like, I change my my shoulders. Like I'm just suddenly start playing. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, you know what? If I'm gonna kill time for ten minutes every day, why not be a little bit better at it? Nah, I don't know, know what it is. Yeah. It's not for me. Yeah, it's hard. That's new, new yeah. power forward. I'm not built for it. Five six is not a. It's not a. No, we're better under the rim and dishing it to other people. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I I'm a I'm a defensive player, yeah. I'm like John Stockton. I, I spread the ball around. I'll get some steals, you know. I'm like gold dust. I have sand. Kicked off a lot of courts. That's not where I was expecting that <laughs> to go. Neither was I, honestly. I just need an exit. That's great for just the audio. Gold dust. Gold dust. Audio listeners, he just Joey chestnutted a hot dog. You should have seen it, but you can hear it. That's why you gotta subscribe and go through the video to definitely yeah. see that but uh Lance, do you have anything uh you were thinking about for um, as far as uh, do you do writing or I, I saw that you direct and stuff yeah i write direct and yeah then, i mean for boonies you wrote directed okay i didn't know that you wrote for that too i uh, saw that you directed I wrote it directed it 
produced it, edited it, and did sound. So we just did a little bit of everything on that one. Well, it looks very good. Uh, well, I yeah. didn't shoot it. That's my okay. That's my creative partner, Jeff Smead. Okay, well, okay. Yeah. Greg told me to tell you that too. No. Uh, you probably. get one. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing some but no, the, the whole thing was good. But I'm just saying, just like looking at it, I think I, I like just seeing landscapes and stuff now, and yeah. just seeing, and I think that kind of made it feel like you were alone more, just seeing how vast mm-hmm. like, no, like the, the forest was. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all of it was cool. It, it was, it was definitely, it was, it was scary, and it, the the intensity and the eyes, like I was saying, I definitely highly recommend anybody to to go out and check that out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Check where was out. that? Where was that filmed? That's what I wanted to ask you. Um, a lot of it was in Somerset County. Um, some of it, I'm from near Johnstown. Okay. Uh, so some of it was out near that way, and then we did. Uh, interesting enough, a lot of the indoor stuff was done in like set deck basements and stuff in like uh, Pittsburgh, uh, like Millville. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I live in Millville. <laughs> yeah. That's funny though. That's yeah, awesome. We were just talking about Millville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's my that's my jam. Lance Millville. has some Millville stories for sure. Yep. That's <laughs> yeah. a, a semi regular segment on the show. Real Millville shit with Lance Barton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I heard that at, the, at one of the the recent ones. If it um, wasn't the screen one, it was the Firestarter one. I, I listened to that. Uh, that yeah, might be the fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In pretty much every episode, we yell, do you pay my rent? And that comes from a Millville story. <laughs> yes, yeah, me fighting over a parking space. Yeah. <laughs> sounds yeah. about right. That sounds it was mine. Like... It's my off-street space. It is mine. Yeah. yeah. I got in a big tiff. Well, I'll ask you this because it has nothing to do with anything. And I'm d- interested to hear some my fresh perspectives. Yeah. Um, around here, I got ticketed. Well, I didn't. My girlfriend got ticketed for street sweeping. But mm, it's from man. 8 a.m. to noon. Just got one. And the street sweeper went by at 8.15, and then we parked there. She parked there. We parked there. And uh, then we got a ticket for it. But I feel like if if the street sweeper is gone, yeah. the spirit of the law is done. Like, you did your thing. So what? We just have to leave it vacant, <laughs> even though you went by at 8.15 until noon? Because? Yeah. We, because? It's scam. Okay, yeah. What the f- I feel like there should, be, there should be forensic information that whoever writes you that ticket can see. If there are no street sweeper tracks, they yeah. leave wet tracks yeah. around your car, you should be good to go. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's weird how like when it's not huh. money for them, they they yeah, don't really right. have a lot of motive to can help you, you out. These cameras and talk to city council, please? Yeah. yeah. You're like Aaron Brockovich over right. here, dude. Mayor <laughs> please. As he said, that's like a Sherlock Holmes pipe slowly coming up. <laughs> and if there's no water, yeah. oh my gosh, he's just elementary. Oh, one more <laughs> thing, <laughs> you really are brainiacs. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Jeff. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but speaking of which, can can you tell everybody where they can find you for anybody who's interested? Thank which you. I'm assuming people will be. Greg. Yeah. Yeah, the show's pretty much on every format, Apple, Spotify, whatever. If it has podcasts, we're probably on it. Mm. Um, I feel like that's exactly how when people ask me, I say Apple, Spotify, the other stuff, you know, <laughs> find you it. Yeah. You find yeah. a yeah. podcast, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Um, yeah, all of our socials are at Neon Brainiacs, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, Twitter. Um, for engagement... Uh, which is something the kids tell me that uh, we should do. Uh, we do like a reoccurring segment called uh, Maniac Feedback, which is basically like we throw out a question on our social media, usually Instagram, and people just answer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's one reason to follow us, and I swear to God we won't post pictures of ourselves there. So, <laughs> yeah. Rarely. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you all very much for coming on. Jeff, is there anything you'd like to ask? I like to ask the X movie. (laughs) Uh, No, no, honestly, I'm just like, I'm ready because I've kind of been in a podcast rut and I need something for like my pre-work commute that's like 20 to 30 and then home that's like 20 to 30. I think I found it, boys. So I'm very excited to check it out. I'm going to be giving a follow for sure. Our dulcet tones. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Um, huh? Can I plug some things? Ple- yeah, please, please do. Plug okay. pl- plug whatever you'd like. I have a comedy movie mockumentary called Bergeron Brothers. Where yeah. Videographers. I was going to ask about that, but I didn't want to like bring it up if you guys didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, so. that's cool. You don't want to talk about it. It came out late last year. Um, it's uh, currently streaming for free on Tubi TV uh, with ads. So if you have Tubi TV, it's a free service. You should probably have it anyway because it's, it's, it's free. And there's a lot of great movies on there, but my movie's there, so uh, check it out. Lance is in it. it. Greg is also in it. Um, and you it's, get married in mine, and I get married in yours. That's right. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, but, yeah, uh, really proud of that movie and mm. just trying to get more people to check it out. So, uh, yeah, Bergeron Brothers, Wedding Videographers. It's like Dumb and Dumber meets The Office is how I like to <laughs> oh, sell it to people. So, yeah, check it out. I would really appreciate that. The way yeah. I sell Bergeron Brothers is I feel like it's if Christopher Guest made Step Brothers. Okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty good. That's actually that's pretty sick. good. Yeah. yeah. I'll that's, take that's that. Pretty accurate. That's high praise. Lance, <laughs> yeah. how, how would you describe it? I mean. Pick two movies right now. Yeah. Be like my best friend's wedding. <laughs> Child's playing Golden Girls. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dorothy. I'd watch that. <laughs> no, that's actually pretty astute, honestly, because I love Christopher Guest. Chucky's eating cheesecake in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. I hope anybody listening got that. Um, good Golden Girls stuff, Jeff. Yeah. Check yeah. that one out. Yeah. Golden Girls yeah. content. Love it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but thank you guys very much. Like I said, thank the you. boonies, definitely check that out. Check out Neon Brainiacs. Check out all that stuff. You said Bergeron Brothers. Yep. Videographers. Bergeron Brothers, wedding videographers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, all that good stuff. We'll put all your information in my information. And I need to find a better, more efficient way to say that because I butcher it every time. Information, but we'll it. have all your information. Yeah, they like they should know what it is. Our yeah. stuff and your stuff. There you yeah. go. Just click through, and uh, it'll make it. My stuff uh, and your stuff. Yeah, get, <laughs> much on, easier. get in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my pickup line. That's how, uh, <laughs> hey. that's how my first son. Yeah. Um, Jeff, <laughs> can you let everybody know where they can find your stuff? Yes. Uh, Jeff underscore Fieldhouse for all my comedy dates. Um, this is live right now, correct? It is. Yeah, I'll be at the Millville Music Festival doing stand-up at Mr. Smalls on the 21st. Five. Millville, my dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Right down the no, street. <laughs> if I see you in the crowd, I'm just gonna just be like, "Do you pay my rent?" <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get it, but please laugh. Like, I will, I'll I'm gonna laugh. do it for you. Yeah, and don't, uh, don't park in my space. No, dude. I mean, fuck. <laughs> Never, dude. I'm, I'm Uber in there. I'm yeah. gonna be pretty fucked up. Um, yeah, so check that out. I'm also gonna be at Willow Station on the 31st doing a set there. Please check that out at Bayface Assassin Podcast for all that jazz. I love you. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. Thanks for stopping on. I appreciate you coming in yeah, and helping right me down out. the street, brother. Absolutely. Stop on anytime. I appreciate it, and I appreciate all you guys coming on. Definitely check all their stuff out. Like I said, it's very entertaining. Even if you're not super into movies, and if you don't even know the movie every time, like I said, it's good entertainment, and then it'll give you something to look forward to. So oh, yeah. check them out. I'll put all their information. But, gentlemen, thank you again uh, for the Neon Brainiacs and for Jeff Fieldhouse. I am Chris. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the show to catch the latest episodes and share with your friends. We can't promise not to embarrass you. And if you just can't get enough, follow us on Instagram at Poor Man's Podcast 412, Twitter at Poor Man's Pod 412, and Facebook. This is Pittsburgh's own Poor Man's Podcast signing off. See you next week.